0: God, we come into your presence this morning. It is here. We know it. And we thank you for it. And God, this morning, we just recognize the weight of the words of our worship today. We have just spoken that we want you to refine us. But God, it is not easy to do that. That is no simple request on our behalf, Lord, and no simple work on yours to do in us. And God, as we sing these words, Lord God, that you take whatever you desire. Lord, we proclaim, we recognize the gospel truth that yes, you take whatever you desire, but God, so often it is the most undesirable parts of us that you take to transform for your goodness, for your goodness so God we don't come into this place thinking that we have anything desirable to offer you instead we know that you will refine all of that for your purpose and your glory and God we know you will do that through the assurance of your Holy Spirit so God we we not only acknowledge that we celebrate it we worship it You today, because you are able, you are able to refine us, to use us for your mission and your glory. God, as we open your word today, may we be assured of your presence and your work in our lives, your comfort that is steadfast, and God, as we look at your word for us today, God spirit be with us be with us giving us fresh eyes to see your glory and your goodness it is all around if we only have eyes to see it so we ask lord that you would open us afresh to who you are how you are working in the midst of us and may we be obedient to follow after you god we give you the praise and the glory and all the honor today In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church, again. Woo! This is a good day, isn't it? It is a good day to worship the Lord together. Well, as I shared already, I'm Pastor Rose, so grateful to be with you this morning. As Joel shared, we do have our Ash Wednesday service this Wednesday, so please come and join us as we intentionally mark the beginning of Lent. So I want to um, invite you again to that um, this Wednesday. Well, church, you got to pray for me because, you know, my voice is a little like I spent it already in all of our worshiping and preaching, and so pray me through. But today we are continuing in, and we are actually concluding our sermon series called Forgotten God. And this series has asked the very foundational question of who is the Spirit? And we're starting at this very foundational level because we want to lay groundwork for this year's theme called Breathe, a theme that focuses on and centers the person, the work, and the mission of the Holy Spirit and our work in joining the Spirit and God's mission in the world. Now, Pastor Edren, who is actually away right now, officiating a wedding of one of our uh, young adult couple this um, weekend. So we're so excited. So excited that um, he gets to celebrate um, and lead in that worship service, but also just happy that he gets some sunshine. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. So praise God. Praise God for that. Uh, Pastor Edren and I have been alternating in this series to really elaborate on the identity of the Spirit We've explored that the Spirit is God, the Spirit is present, the Spirit is a gift, and today we are going to discover how the Spirit is our intercessor. The Spirit is our intercessor. So today we'll look at how the Spirit is our intercessor, and we'll, we'll discover that most fully in Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. So if you have a Bible, if you have an app powered up, Turn to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. And this church is God's word for us today. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. These verses, church, really embody the spirit's role as intercessor for us today. But what exactly does intercessor mean? It kind of feels like a churchy sort of word, an old-fashioned sort of word. What does intercessor mean? Well, intercessor can mean various things and entail different actions, but in relation to the Holy Spirit, intercessor means one who intervenes on behalf of, acting in favor of someone, petitioning and praying for someone, even coming in between something or someone. Today we will see how the Holy Spirit encompasses this, the Spirit works on our behalf, the Spirit acts in our favor, prays for us even, comes between us when there are hardships and struggles and and grief, and is really a companion and a guide in all seasons of life. And while those ways that the Spirit intercedes for us are very real and true, my hope today is that I can make this very tangible for us to help us understand how the Spirit intercedes. And I believe I can best do that today by giving us an image of the Spirit as intercessor. And I want to do that because it's so important for us to understand these core identifiers of the Spirit. But the reality is, church, is the Spirit is God and therefore is mysterious and beyond our comprehension. Our words lack. So for centuries, Christians have used symbols, images, and language to understand God. Even the Bible is full of symbolic language for God to help us understand who God is, who the Spirit is. So in helping us to understand the Spirit as our intercessor, I want to use some symbolic language or an image to help illuminate this truth that the Spirit intercedes. And more particularly, I want to use an image to help illuminate how the Spirit intercedes. So today's sanctuary, I want to explore how the Spirit intercedes like a mother. And specifically, uh, the Spirit intercedes like a mother comforting her children a mother grieving with her children and a mother empowering her children because i believe today at church that if we want to enliven the spirit as intercessor it is powerful to consider how the spirit is like a comforting compassionate empowered mother interceding on behalf of her children i heard a few women say amen amen but first, a note about language. In saying that the Spirit intercedes like a mother, I'm not saying the Spirit is female. I'm also not saying the Spirit is male. I'm not saying that only mothers act in this way on behalf of their children. I'm also not saying that these actions are confined to parenting. I'm also not assuming that all mothers mother in this particular way. What I am saying is that this series is meant to help us move beyond misconceptions and stereotypes of the Spirit. And I think in our fear of ascribing feminine qualities and images to God, and in turn the Spirit, we've misunderstood God and the Spirit in many, many female representations found in Scripture. Amen. Men. And look at what we miss out. We, have, we miss out on the balance of the masculine and the feminine images of God. And in so doing, we miss out on a fuller understanding of the Spirit. So hear me clearly, God transcends gender. God the Spirit is not a man or a woman, and I'm not ascribing a gender to the Spirit. Instead, I want to expand our understanding of how the Spirit works, the Spirit's role, and specifically the Spirit's role as intercessor. Amen. So how does the Spirit intercede? Well, first, the Spirit intercedes like a mother by comforting her children. Now, this past week, one evening, I was sitting and praying about this sermon. I was listening and waiting to hear what God would say to me, what God wanted me to say. And all of a sudden, I was abruptly interrupted. This quiet, nice prayer, and all of a sudden I was interrupted, and and I was sitting in the quiet of our house, and all of a sudden the monitor next to the, my side of the bed, I hear this inaudible crying. Now, of course, it was one of my daughters. So as a mother, I instantly ran downstairs to their bedroom to see what was wrong. And when I walked into their room of the uh, room that our daughters share, I saw one of my daughters walking toward her sister's bed crying crying and looking for comfort from her sleeping sister, just about to wake her up, like, no, don't do that. (laughs) i got to have one sleeping. Now, she was clearly very, very upset. She was crying. She was scared. And without even saying anything, I went up to her, and I just gave her a big hug, and I just held her there for a moment. And almost immediately, she stopped crying. Praise God. (laughs) and I just held her for a bit and I loosened my embrace and I looked at her and I simply asked did you have a bad dream and all her response was was a little head nod and a sniffle so I placed my hand on her back I guided her back into bed without a fuss amen again she laid back down she asked me to lay with her and she went soundly back to sleep now I laid there for a while, every once in a while just saying, Mommy's here, you're safe. Then I put my hand on her back, or I wiped the tears that were falling down her cheek, and I was relieved because, again, I didn't actually do a whole lot. I was just there providing comfort. And that is exactly what my daughter needed in that moment. Now, when we think about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit intercedes, the Spirit intercedes like a mother comforting a child in the midst of a nightmare. Or we might even say that Spirit intercedes in life's nightmares. Amen? When things are at their worst, when we find ourselves scared, alone, unsure, angry, confused, or distraught, it is the Spirit who intercedes with comfort present in every moment and season, comforting us with complete ca- compassion and, pa- and care. The Spirit intercedes through comfort. And in Romans 8, verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, in our weakest moments, in our most vulnerable seasons, and times when we feel completely powerless. It is the Spirit who intercedes with comfort. When we feel worthless, the Spirit intercedes and calls us precious. When we are overcome with anxiety, the Spirit intercedes and provides calm. When we feel powerless, the Spirit intercedes and empowers us. When we feel we have no purpose at all, it is the Spirit who reminds us of our worth. Now, how many of us have been comforted by empowered, capable women in our lives? Probably all of us, men and women, right? We know the gift it is to be uplifted by a godly, missional, emboldened, authorized woman of God. So if we can understand that sort of human-to-human comfort, imagine, church, the depth the strength, the fortitude of the Spirit's comfort for you. The Spirit is a comfort to us, even the most difficult times of life, which is our second example. The Spirit intercedes like a mother grieving with her children. While my one daughter was immediately comforted and soothed in the midst of her nightmare, and just by my presence, my other daughter does not quite have the same reaction. And it's not because of me or her or anything else, it's actually because of the nature of her nightmares. Now we're thankfully a few years removed from this, but one of our daughters used to have very intense and very regular night terrors. Now for those of you who have seen a small child experience a night terror, you know that's very different from a nightmare. In fact, it is different in so many ways that you can't really compare the two because they are so vastly different. And a night terror is different from a nightmare, largely in the way that the child acts and responds. Now, during my daughter's night terrors, it was similar to a nightmare at first. Like, we would hear her um, crying in a room, but instead of just crying or sobbing, she was screaming. She'd scream, and of course, my husband and I would run instantly to her room. We'd open the door. We'd find her usually yelling in bed, upset and completely inconsolable. In fact, I would usually go to her bed. I would talk to her, say soothing words, try to pick her up something to comfort her. But nothing seemed to work. I'd try to rock her or rub her back, wipe the tears away, but nothing happened. Nothing helped. Sometimes I thought, OK, well, maybe if she's upset, I can figure out what's wrong, so I'd ask her questions. But anything she said made no sense at all. Everything was incoherent. Then we tried other things. Uh, but the more and more we tried, the more and more actually agitated she got. And it was finally to the point sometimes where we, she would start, ma- start hitting us, she'd start throwing things. And at this point, we were really concerned as parents. Like, I, we don't know what to do. We're praying, we're here, but nothing seems to be working. And then finally, after a few occasions when she was crying for so long, like it would last a long time, there were times when I just simply sat down and cried right with her. Feeling so powerless, so confused, just completely lost on what to do. Now, eventually, she did, of course, calm down, and she went back to sleep. And every time in the morning, we'd ask her what she was trying to tell us. What was wrong? What did she need? And, of course, every single time, she had absolutely no recollection of it. She looked awake. Her eyes were open. She was talking. But that's what's so different from a a night terror and a nightmare. So, again, you can imagine how thankful we are that we are years past that, but when my daughter was experiencing such distress, there were times, like I said, when all I could do was share in distress right there with her. Cry when she was crying. And the Spirit is like that with us as well. The Spirit as intercessor is like a mother grieving with her child. But in my case, I was crying because I felt powerless. Unable to help my child in a time of pain, the Spirit also shares in our sadness, but is not powerless at all, is not powerless at all. In fact, the Spirit is completely capable and power-filled to intercede in those moments. When we experience pain, the Spirit is there crying out with us. When we are suffering, the Spirit is right there grieving alongside us when we are lost or unsure about what to do, or as Romans 8 verse 26 says, when we're unsure even what to pray, it is the Spirit who not only intercedes and prays for us, but joins us in our groaning, joins us in our screams and our shouts and our cries right with us. Amen. The Spirit grieves because when we grieve, because the Spirit is so attached, so tethered, so desperately in love with us that the Spirit can't stand to see the pain that we experience. And isn't that just like a mother? To cry when your child cries, to be moved with such anguish when our child is sick or injured or suffering, to love us so deeply that the Spirit will groan on our behalf, cry. On our behalf the all-powerful God will actually cry on our behalf but again the spirit is not powerless not at all in fact the spirit is intercessor as an intercessor is powerful and able to change situations on our behalf amen which is our final example today that the spirit intercedes like a mother by empowering her children Now, when I was little, I was a really shy kid. And not just like a little shy where, you know, it took me a little bit to warm up to people who are new. I was so shy that when I would see kids, and they were playing, and they were about my age, and I really wanted to join in, instead of asking them to play, I would go up to my mom. I would tug on her shirt. I would have her bend down, and I would whisper in her ear, Will you ask them if they'll play with me? I was so shy, I couldn't even ask new friends to play with me. And while my mother did speak for me a few times, and she was amazing at encouraging me, though, to find my own voice. Even when I didn't really want to, honestly. As a kid, she would give me these small goals to challenge myself, to speak for myself, to become more comfortable talking with new people. As I got older, she encouraged me to take voice lessons. I'm not that great, by the way, but... She encouraged me to try out for plays and musicals, to join the speech team, all formative ways that helped shape my voice for myself. And while she certainly didn't know it at the time, her wisdom was preparing me, right? Encouraging, empowering me for God's call in my life to pastor, preach, and teach Thank God for an obedient mother. I can't tell you how grateful I am for my mother's encouragement, for her intentional empowerment. And when we look at our verse today, and the Holy Spirit as intercessor, the Holy Spirit intercedes in many ways like my mother did with me. The Holy Spirit intercedes by empowering us. And while we may not see that characteristic explicitly in our passage today, it is important to consider how Paul, the author of Romans, viewed the Holy Spirit as God's empowering presence. In Gordon Fee's book called God's Empowering Presence, the Holy Spirit in the Letters of Paul, he states simply that the Holy Spirit is power. And that power shows up as the Spirit empowers God's children. Very simply, he states that we are not left on our own. We are not left on our own to figure it out alone or to suffer forever through our present circumstances, no. The Spirit intercedes like my mother. Instead of letting me figure it out all on my own on one hand or completely and perpetually speaking for me on the other hand, my mother guided me and empowered me to find my voice and she was with me every step of the way. The Spirit acts in a similar way. The Spirit empowers us. The Spirit readies us for God's purpose. And for Paul, writing a word of encouragement to the church in Rome, that was his perspective. To encourage the people that the Holy Spirit was very present, a very present help in a time of need. Encouraging them to trust the Holy Spirit's ability. And in many ways, sanctuary, this is what the, this series has challenged me. This is what the series has challenged me to do, to trust in the Spirit's ability, to trust that the Spirit's got this, that the Spirit will be with me through each step, that the Spirit cares deeply for me. After all, as we've considered this morning, the Spirit is like a mother present with us, comforting us, advocating for us, empowering us. In Isaiah 66, verse 13, God says this, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Okay, this isn't words that a human spoke. This is what God said. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. So, church, we can be assured today. We can be assured today that the Spirit intercedes like a mother who comforts her children, caring deeply for each of us, holding us close, praying over us, singing songs, assuring us of the Spirit's love. And I've shared what my image in many ways, what I think of when I think of the Spirit, but I wonder, church, what image or picture do you have of the Spirit as in this intercessor, as this Spirit, of, as this comforter and empowering presence? What image comes to your mind? I want to invite the band and the worship team um, when they're ready to come up. And as we close, I simply want us to imagine, to take some space, church, and imagine. Imagine with the Holy Spirit that the Spirit is interceding in your life. So think of this season right now. Think of this season right now. And if you need to close your eyes, feel free. If you need to breathe in and be reminded that it is the Spirit who gives us life, I want you to consider this season that you're in right now. Consider where you're at in life's journey and imagine the Spirit as your intercessor. Consider the Spirit who is present and active in this season of life and church. What comes to mind? What picture or image? What role of the Spirit comes to mind? Is it the advocate? Is it the comforter? Is it the empowered Spirit? Is it a very present help in time of need? Is it a father? Is it a friend? What is that image of the Spirit? And is the Spirit holding you close, comforting you in a season of heartache. Or maybe the Spirit is a cheerleader, cheering you on through some amazing victories and praises that you're experiencing. Or maybe, church, the Spirit is grieving, crying with you as you experience very real heartache and disappointment in life right now. How do you need the intercessor to draw near to you today? And as you consider that, I want to read our passage again. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Ultimately, church, our passage today simply asks this question. Whom should I call? Whom should I call in life's sufferings? Who will comfort me? When anxieties seem to suffocate me, who will bring calm? When we're feeling weak and unsure, who will give us strength? When the tears just keep coming, who is present regardless? And in times, church, of uncertainty and confusion, of disillusionment and disappointment, who provides assurance? The intercessor does. The Holy Spirit does all of that and more on our behalf. Comforting, grieving, groaning, praying out of the very deep love for you. So my invitation to you today, sanctuary, is to call on the Spirit. Call on the spirit that is reliable and steadfast. Call on the spirit who comforts us, grieves with us, empowers us for what's ahead. In all seasons, church, we can be assured that the spirit, that the spirit as intercessor is fighting on our side. And church, if you need the spirit to fight for you today, or maybe you need the spirit to comfort you today or maybe to pray on your behalf then church our prayer team is going to be up front in just a moment i'm actually going to invite them to come forward and if you have needs come to the prayer team come for prayer this morning because we need the holy spirit to guide us and these trusted friends will not only intercede on your behalf but will Welcome in the great intercessor into whatever is going on in your life today. And so it is a privilege that we get to continue to worship, continue to worship the great intercessor, the Holy Spirit. Would you pray, would you stand with me this morning?